0: mcpherson sitting in for gorbley and yes it's noon on a monday and that means it's time for the best of saskatchewan of all the contributions that i've made to this show in the four years that i was producer yeesh four years this is maybe the best one every single monday the first segment afternoon, we highlight one of the more than 4,000 charities and nonprofits active around the province, each and every one of them doing great work. And we are sharing their stories one by one in this segment right here. We started it back in 2020. Geez, it's been more than three years, all pushing four years. We've been doing this. It was initially our antidote to the constant doom and gloom of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we just had so much success. We wanted to keep. Keep going. And with Remembrance Day coming up on the 11th, I really wanted to highlight a charity that does something special for veterans. And this week we keyed in on River Valley Resilience Retreat working with veterans and public safety personnel who are experiencing occupational stress injuries and helping them recover and get back to living their lives without that burden holding them down. Michelle McKeveney is the woman behind River Valley Resilience Retreat. Excuse me, that's real easy for me to say. And Michelle joins us from Prince Albert this afternoon. Michelle, it's been a little while since we chatted. Thank you so much for joining the show.
1: Thank you so much for having us on here again, Taylor. It's, it's greatly appreciated.
0: Of course. So tell our listeners the story of River Valley Resilience Retreat, which I pronounced correctly this time, and how it all got started.
1: Sure. Um, River Valley Resilience Retreat um, is kind of a play on the words R&R for first responders, veterans, and and their families. So we're not an Elkridge. We're not a spa. What we are is a safe space um, that was like I said, created out of necessity because there was a lack of resources for any first responders, veterans, armed for- forces personnel, to just go and sit amongst nature, be amongst peers um, that understood their lived experience and what they have just endured or what they were currently enduring through the course of their um, protecting the public and keeping us safe. And so um, we decided that we needed to find some uh, space where we could call it our own, um, get back into nature, and uh, we've had some ups and downs, but the blessing here is that in 2022, we were able to secure uh, an amazing property near the South Saskatchewan River, and um, we have just been a hub of activity ever since.
0: Michelle McKeveny is with us from River Valley Resilience Retreat near Prince Albert. Uh, Tell us about occupational stress injuries, because it's not the type of thing that you can look at someone and tell, right?
1: No, and so we refer it. Um, we refer to it as operational stress injuries. We follow the the veterans' um, their linguistics for how how they word things. So we call it an operational stress injury. It happens during the operational course of our jobs. And so, for correctional officers, police, fire, EMS, social workers, we've included tow operators, funeral celebrants, if you will. Um, all frontline staff, doctors, nurses, mine staff, anybody working on reserve that has been exposed to trauma and conflict um, through the course of their jobs, and yes, when we filled out the applications, we all understood that our occupations that we were choosing were going to come with what we would call collateral damage or you know side effects of doing the job to the best of our ability however. Um, Different situations and, a, and um, an aggravating circumstance or, you know, an event that continues to unfold in many different shapes, but continues on daily is eventually going to have some sort of a effect on, on a human being. It has to. That's, that's, that's normal. So what we're trying to say is it's okay to take a break. If you, if you go fishing, skiing, go to Mexico twice a year, you get your hair and your nails done. Um, it should be a normal thing to just go and work on your mental health, work on on your operational stress injury before it happens.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, and preventing these is something that doesn't really get nearly enough attention. So I'm really glad that you're taking kind of the preventative approach as well.
1: Yeah, in 2019, we came up with the word. Well, we didn't come up with the word, my goodness. Um, but the <laughs> word resilience was, was out there. We like that because it's an elastic band. Many of us have been told you know, put your boots on, get back to work, you got to carry on, you must do, you know, uh, the old school, if you will, the, you know, get going and, and don't talk about it kind of thing. And we're finding out that um, our younger generations, they, they don't operate the same way. So that is terrible advice to give to any of them.
0: Oh, certainly. We need
1: them to stop and be amongst uh, real people who actually understand it. We're not here to shrink people. That's why our concept is brilliant in a sense, because we are using peers. So we get to, I usually uh, use this in a sentence, but we we utilize and repurpose and recycle uh, retired members from our demographics, policing, fire, uh, et cetera, because they've been through those situations. So it's easier for them to sit with somebody from that demographic and say, hey, buddy, don't need to have been at the same scene as you were, but I totally understand what you're taking home to your family um, or, you know, how you're feeling because I've walked that walk and oh my goodness, the light comes on behind some of these people's eyes and they are actually being seen and heard for the first time because they think that they're isolated and are alone in their feelings. Too. So just to have somebody, you know, resonate and be able to sit with them in that space and say, I got you is, is simple, but it's mind, you know, it's mind blowing how we haven't done that
0: it really is and you know talking to a therapist or a doctor it 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 can often be very very valuable but it can often be very intimidating as well and it can make people tempted to kind of close off so are you finding really a lot of success with that peer-to-peer approach
1: yes absolutely 100 <laughs> percent um because we know the process we've been through it so when an, uh, an rcmp member or a city police officer or a firefighter or anyone else that I've mentioned from our demographic needs to sadly find their way um, to WCB or to other entities, we're able to help them navigate that process. And it's not like in the olden days where you waited 17 months or, you know, seven days to go see the town doctor and then you got there and you forgot everything that you were sick about, you know, um, because you were so nervous and waiting for the one expert, So we do find that, that a lot of type A people, the people choosing to do these jobs, when they are finally at their appointment, they downplay, they minimize, they don't want to punish the person that's listening to their stories with what they've got in their head. So now we're able to say, hey, listen, we'll help you to prepare for your doctor's appointment. We can actually go with you. So some of our our volunteers um, that have been peer trained, they'll assist in that type of an advocacy role just to take the the. You know, have the patient, if you will, the client be more resilient in the process, but also have the right facts. You don't need to go and get diagnosed with a broken leg and you actually have a hernia. Do you know what I mean? So it's very, the doctors can only diagnose what they hear. And sometimes I, I found in the last, uh, since 2019 and supporting people in this, that's a common, uh, a common issue is that they don't represent or they don't report properly. So therefore, a lot of loops get
0: um, fallen through. Michelle McEvney is with us from River Valley Resilience Retreat near Prince Albert, doing such great work helping first responders and veterans and uniform personnel and just everybody who works in public safety as they deal with Occupation, or excuse me, operational stress injuries. I've got the terminology right. Uh, Michelle, does does the setting, being away from cities and those kind of day to day stressors, does that really contribute to the success you're seeing?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Just for u- using the principles, of, uh, sorry, using the principles of nature. Just having somebody be able to be grounded. By first of all, some of our people just come out here to have a nap or to sleep, or say they've had a bad call. And they're, you know, they're a little amped up. They didn't get sism or, you know, debriefing. So they're, they've got some stuff going on. This is a safe place for them just to come lay in the hammock, go sit at the river, um, go throw a, you know, fishing rod in, go for a walk on the trail, have a coffee, have a nap in one of the beds. We're just finishing building five cabins. Um, so we'll actually have, you know, lodgings for people to be able to come and, and, and have that respite. But absolutely it's uh the nature, the being outside, the getting back to, you know, where we kind of our roots and what came where we came from. So the the wonderful part about this is that we always need help. So we always need somebody to cut wood. I find it's much easier if I ask somebody, Hey, you know, can you come out and chop some wood? By the time they're done chopping the wood, they're exhausted. Now we can talk about what's really brought them here. And when they go home, they've given back, they feel amazing, and um, and now we've started that rapport. So when they get into a, another situation, they already know a safe place to come to.
0: That's fantastic. Michelle McEvney is with us, River Valley Resilience Retreat. If people want to connect with you, either they're someone in need of help or they know someone who is, or if they just want to help you and your organization in the great work that you do, how can people find you and connect?
1: Well, this is a really kind of neat thing with all this timing of of you inviting us to be back on the show because I do need to give all the credit back to you, Taylor, and also to John um, because it is of our previous visits on your show and sharing our plight, if you will, or, you know, letting people know what we're doing. Um, That is where our two anonymous donors came from that were able to help us to secure this property, this half a million dollar property. They gave us the down payment. To be able to secure this so um, I really do need to go backwards and just thank you for that um, because these people are not from our city they didn't know what we were doing and um, one of the gentlemen um, is a fairly older fellow who we absolutely respect and admire and he was able to come here and see exactly where his money um, you know was going and just to have that look on his face of satisfaction of what we were doing was more than more than valuable itself. So I just needed to thank you guys for that, because if it wasn't for that first um, attempt or the first time being on the show, I don't think we would even be having this conversation right now. So thank you, Taylor. Oh. But um, people can... We are an official charity. Um, so we issued a press release today. It's actually heading out um, just to announce to the world that we are an official registered charitable organization. And uh, we absolutely rely on... The generosity of all donations and uh, continuous funding from different organizations and you know of course we're going to shake the couches and and uh, and try to find some money wherever we can to be sustainable um, but if people want to join us or help us or volunteer or donate and get a receipt or donate materials or something, they can definitely reach out to us at 1-833-378-7775. And or find us on our website or Facebook, but I'm so excited to um, getting charitable status is is going to hopefully open up some more doors for us. And we've had a lot of infrastructure requirements around our property to get it to where we needed to get to. And a lot of people think that you just get a property and you set up some stuff and and off you go. But um, to be lot to be insured and do things properly. Um, and transparently, there's a whole lot of process. And so we're, we're doing all of the right things. And, and this is just another confirmation of such.
0: Well, keep up the great work, Michelle. The, the least we can do is help you out by having you on the show from time to time. And honestly, the, the congratulations should all go to you because you're the one doing the great work here. So keep it up and we'll have you back. We'll have you back on again anytime.
1: Thank you so much. This is not just myself. This is myself, Jeff Reeder, um, who is an active firefighter working for the city of Prince Albert. And uh, this goes for his families and our board of directors um, made up of veterans, Indigenous personnel. Um, We're just well-rounded and and we accept all kind of feedback and and information and support from everyone who, who finds value. This is a place that we're creating for all nations and all people. So everybody can contribute and everybody can feel like this is
0: part of their home. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Michelle, and keep up the great work.
1: Thank you, Taylor. Have a super day and, uh, keep your snow down
0: there. <laughs> I'll do my best. Michelle McKeveny from River Valley Resilience Retreat. And yeah, that's why we do this is because there's often people who hear one of the charities and one of the nonprofits that we highlight. They want to help out. It's something that interests them. It's something close to their heart. And we always give them an opportunity to connect as well. River Valley Resilience Retreat. We're back with more next. 650 CKOM, 980 CJME.